What up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch. Back at it with yet another episode of Switch's Sights. To be exact, episode 29 on Halloween. Uh, Is this 28 or 29? Let me verify that right now, because that's just going to be annoying all around and I might have just made a typo if that was the case let's uh, refer back uh, 29 yeah 29 Ugh, just had to be sure thought I messed up to some extent <clears throat> almost threw me off but yes uh, today's date October 31st how on Halloween um, I'm just a black man. Ooh. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary out here, you know. Um <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna go uh, stare, uh, scare some uh, scare some trick or treaters later. Just just run up to him. Oh, I'm a black man. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. I've never seen it before. Uh, I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> Nonetheless. <laughs> Where do we go from that? I don't know. Oh boy. Oh boy. What? Um Yeah. So, uh today's been a well, I mean, this week has been pretty pretty cool. Has some uh some steady news. Uh, I think probably the biggest, the biggest, um, I don't know, elephant in the room really is, um, Death Stranding, you know, um, I don't, did I address that last episode? Um, I got a code for Death Stranding, so I got to play it and I'm playing, which (laughs) I wish I did. I wish I did. That'd be great. Um, Apparently a lot of people reviewing the game got a copy of a review copy of Death Stranding. So it's kind of crazy. A lot of people know what that game is about, considering the history that a lot of people don't know what it's about. And uh, I haven't really heard any links, uh, leaks or any, um, you know, um, outright just spoilery details, which at least the internet, uh, I'll give them credit nowadays are pretty good about regulating or at least where I go. Um, you know, I may, I, I definitely frequent reset error a lot. Um, and they, they, they always are pretty good and respectful about, you know, privacy and, um, you know, keeping things discreet. So, but with that being said, uh, well, I guess, Coincidentally, the the um, review embargo goes up. Um, I think midnight, but I think it's generally super late at night, like two a.m. even Pacific time or something. Let's actually verify that right now, shall we? Shut the fuck up! I'm ready. Oh my god! Did I have my timer going on? Wow, I did. That scared me. I didn't react like I should, but it did scare me. I just didn't show it. We're not going to talk about that, though. Are we? Nope. We are not. Did you hear me? 
we're not going to talk about that because I ain't no bitch. You hear me? That fear you might have seen, it was nothing. I have no fear. I have no fear. Actually, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, actually, I will touch on that. Uh, apparently, um, there's a um, Sonic a pumpkin hill remix. So for those that know that, that know, uh, Sonic adventure Two, I believe the infamous, uh, song, uh, pumpkin hill. I ain't gonna let it get to me. I'm just gonna creep. Now I'm pumpkin hill. I got to find my lost peace. Um, you know what? Can I play it? I think I can. Let me, We'll play it. Won't get no copyright. Sonic ain't gonna do me like that, are they? They better not. They gonna get these, uh... They gonna get these, the fighting freak knuckles. <laughs> you know me, the fighting freak knuckles. I ain't gonna let it get to me. What you bringing? Okay. All right. What's gonna do? So this is apparently the remix. You know me, the fighting freak knuckles, and we're at pumpkin hill. You ready? Ready. I ain't gonna let it get to me. I'm just gonna freak down in pumpkin hill. I got to find my lost piece. I know that it's here. I can sense it in my feet. The great emerald power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere. I'm gonna hold my head because I have no skipping. Great emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere. What did they get the guy to come back? No fear. It probably seemed crazy, crazy. A graveyard theory. A ghost try to approach me. He kind of like that. Okay. This is knuckles. I fear it's none. Okay. Interesting. Eh, no, not as good as the original. And I guess just for reference, for those that don't, that aren't familiar with um, the original soundtrack, I'm going to enlighten your ears to this greatness that is Pumpkin Hill. Because it, it literally is great. You know me, the fighting freak knuckles. We're at Pumpkin Hill. You ready? Ain't gon' let it get to me, I'm just gon' freak. Now I'm pooping here like I got to find my lost piece. Okay, that's it. I'm not gonna not gonna turn this podcast into uh Pumpkin Hill recital. And you know the funniest thing too, man? The funniest damn thing. Um I actually, cause you know, I mean, I clearly have this song in rotation on my uh on my phone, you know, whenever I'm getting up or going to work or whatever. Um, I was like, you know what? I feel like I should make like a, a video to this, like just, uh, just a fan video of this, which I, I kind of did. I just shot, I shot some footage, but I never got around to like editing and making a video, 
but who knows that might that might actually come come to be someday i don't know um but yeah i found that funny because i was like yeah i was like i was trying to get it out by uh before well around this time but kind of the opportunity has passed now but i think i'll still probably do it at some point <laughs> i'm not sure if it really went that well um at least what i was trying what i was envisioning in my head i'm not sure if i necessarily executed it how i wanted to but i don't know i don't know so um but yeah that uh that's my jam that is that is a classic that is a classic i for i want who is the dude that does it i really want to know is he is he on twitter is he somewhere let me see pumpkin we gotta we gotta verify this right now pumpkin hill uh pumpkin hill rapper yeah pumpkin hill rapper that should give us something what is his name i'm curious if he did something after that Yeah, forget the criticisms on them. It it's irrelevant because that song is great. Hundred pence, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, so he is actually the the artist behind this song. Does he uh? Does he actually recite it? Yep, this looks like the dude. 100%. That is the guy that makes or does the um Pumpkin Hill Pumpkin Hill song. This dude is great. I ain't gonna let it get. I mean, it's 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 undefeated. And he only has a, a thousand followers. This dude should have way more. That is a damn shame. That is a damn shame. I'm sorry to go on this uh this derail, but this was necessary. This had to be done. So he's a producer, songwriter, entrepreneur, <laughs> legendary for knuckles levels on Simon Adventure. <laughs> Dude was legendary. Say what you want, man. That them lyrics. Oh my god. It was the embodiment of of knuckles what he was doing he was trying to look for the for the lost emeralds he ain't gonna let it get to him he just gonna creep now he's at pumpkin hill and he's got to find his lost piece let it get to him he just gonna creep just saying okay <laughs> uh all right my curiosity has been uh satiated with that so uh with all that being said let's get into uh some of that news um so i guess starting off losing track 
I'm trying to prioritize what's the most most interesting out of what I got, or at least what I personally found interesting. So I guess the first thing is uh, EA actually going back with Valve to um, partner or to put their games uh, on Steam. So this was earlier in the week um, where basically uh, EA announced that they are partnering with Valve to bring their games to the Steam platform. So basically not all their games are going to immediately go over there. I think it's going to start the first game that's going to go over there is, um, I believe star Wars, uh, Jedi fallen order, which is coming pretty soon. Um, maybe like two, three weeks from now, November 15th to be exact. Um, and then like the free to play game, uh, well, the obvious, the infamous one, um, apex legends, uh, the Sims four and FIFA battlefield five, will come over there uh but it's it's not quite what i think everybody wants though because it's like it does it isn't as easy as just transferring your transferring your steam library immediately over or i mean the other way around your origin library to steam which is at least personally what i'd want to do um it seems like you technically would need to buy the game again if you already have yeah if you already have the um you know already purchased the game previously on origin which majority of people more than likely did if they wanted to play the exclusives like that let me be sure yeah despite the fact that steam and origin are pc launchers that run on the same platform he is effectively treating the two storefronts as totally separate platforms for example, if you purchase EA games in the last eight years on Origin, which we've all did, there won't be any way to transfer those purchases to Steam, even if they are re-released there. That's kind of a big, uh, a big uh, disappointment for me personally. Ideally, that's what I'd like to do, even though I know most games technically will require you to log into Lord origin kind of like like uh how you play works where you you know you get a game from 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 steam for uh a ubisoft game it'll regardless have you launch the uh ubisoft uh, you play launcher or whatever so sucks but better than nothing and it's a good for people who maybe never have wanted to try ea's games like battlefield and stuff so not a hundred percent ideal but it's something you know for people who maybe are steam hardest is that even that's that's not really even a term i should make but you know what i'm gonna stick with i'm gonna stand by it steam hardest yeah there you go you're welcome you didn't want it but you got it uh yeah so that's pretty cool pretty cool oh i mean ea ea kind of needs uh everything they could get at this point i mean got nba the next uh nba game that was going to come out was uh canceled apparently again um yay yeah they on the ropes they need a they need somebody to attack them out so <laughs> this is a pretty good constellation more than anything uh one thing i'm in i am very surprised about is that they haven't um 
which we'll call it. They haven't tried to, you know, do this whole dumb, uh, you know, the the uh, epic initiative trying to battle up or team up with epic instead because of, you know, the enticing deal. So I'm very surprised by that, to be honest, that, you know, oh boy, yet another company or, you know, a uh, company decided to uh, exclusively partnership or, or timely timely exclusively partnership with um epic game store again um it's actually kind of refreshing to see somebody else actually doing the opposite teaming up with valve uh that's been in the game too i guess speaking of valve new too i believe they released the new steam ui which i have yet to try out i'm very curious to try out actually is it oh this is it Oh, they already loaded it on there. Yeah, it looks okay. It looks more visually, it looks more visually appealing. I'll say that. I like the font. Everything looks just snappier and like more pronounced, if that makes sense. It's hard to describe. Obviously, you'd have to look at it yourself specifically, but... I couldn't do it justice. I do like the art though for a lot of these games. Some are just like, so some seems to be, seem to have had some legitimate care taken into them, but some just look like just placeholder, um, placeholder store options, which is kind of sad. It's like basically we couldn't transfer this over from our uh, legacy Steam storefront page so we're just gonna we're just gonna you know just put it on there and just put some some matching matching background on it and then that'll be good enough so hopefully if they do that it it might be it might add some legitimacy uh to it maybe you can customize it or like yeah you can that that's at least good so you can Looks like you can't set custom artwork for it. So if you have something like way better, way trollier, some infamous meme for the game, that would make sense. Cool. Wow. I'm gonna have to definitely mess with that more. I didn't even know I installed it or it must have automatically updated. Huh? That's cool. Yeah. So uh, that new Steam beta is out now. If you want to check it out, it's kind of kind of tight. At least initially, I don't know. Maybe in practicality, is that a word? I think it's a word. I'm, uh, you know what? Let me, let me, let me stop making up these words and let me, let me try to verify. Practicality. Practicality. Definition. Practicality. The quality or state of being practical. The aspects of a situation that involve the actual doing or experience of something rather than theories or ideas. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, you say something that's too smart for your own good. You have to verify it. That was just me right now. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it 100%. Keeping it 100% with y'all. Um, Cool. So moving on uh, to that to that juicy fight news, um, Tekken Seven has announced that they uh, are adding new features for season three. 
at least most notably uh, actual detailed frame data, which is probably it's definitely a first for Tekken. I think uh, I know for sure it's been in the recent um, NetherRealm games. So AKA Mortal Kombat and uh, Injustice. They've been pretty prominent in those games recently, uh, at least the past few releases for both uh, respective titles. Um, What else? I don't think any other games had uh, detail frame that I want to say. I'm not even sure Dragon Ball has uh, frame data, but either way, for the only fighting game that matters, which is Tekken seven. <laughs> I'm straight trolling, but for the only fighting game that matters, Tekken seven, uh, detail frame data. So that's pretty cool. Um, I haven't checked out the video. I'm gonna check out the, check out the video briefly. I'm skim through. So detailed display. So it's an option in, in training options. So you could do player frame info, opponent frame info. Wow. That's pretty good. Okay. I get the concept. Uh, it's pretty cool. I probably never would, I guess, really do it. I don't know. Just something about frame data. Uh, it's just like, why do, why would I want to do that? I just would want to get a feel for it more, but I mean, obviously it's like cold, hard data that you can't really, you know, fight against it for somebody who's fully educated on knowing an opponent's weaknesses and, and whatnot. So it makes sense in that respect. Um, me personally, I don't know. I just never, uh, I don't know. I feel like you just anal- you analyze the game too much when it comes to frame data. But I mean, obviously, for pros uh, that play the game and that's their, it's their literal life. Obviously, yeah, you would want to, you know, analyze and study frame data in terms of matchups. But uh, regardless, if you wanted to get this, you would have to pay four dollars. I believe that's the price uh, specifically if you want to utilize the frame data feature. Um, some of the other features that come with it, uh, punishment practice. So with computer recommendations on move, you can individually practice against that's pretty cool. Updated sample combos and oh, replay and tips. So apparently the game will analyze a replay of your match, give you tips on how to optimize and learn when to punish better specifically calling out the moves you used all. It also compliments you great for punishing properly. This is from Mark Julio, uh, obviously, uh, the man myth legend, uh, commonly associated with Tekken in a lot of instances. Um, that makes sense. So apparently all this is free except for the detail frame data. So, might be time, might be time, y'all, to brush up my, my brush up and unleash the fury. More specifically, Brian Fury. It's about that time. That's who I should have been for Halloween. I would have wanted to be Brian Fury. I don't know. I don't have the physique for it though. I'll 
be realistic with myself. I don't have the physique for it. You know, where I work, it's a lot of older people. So it's like <laughs> they would not get at all what I'd be dressed as. You'd have to be you have to go like Mario or, you know, other levels to it. So is it really worth it? Nah, probably not. I'd probably get it, though, just to support support uh, Tekken. And uh, it's probably going to come with season with uh, Leroy Smith. That's definitely when I'm going to come back to Tekken, if any, if any reason to do so. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm all for it. I think people there's been some controversy about why is it paid? But when you think about it, are you? It's four dollars. And I mean, it's it's a feature that only the hardest of the hard. I don't know why that felt sexual, but why that is. uh, Yeah, the most, you know, dedicated of dedicated second players. But I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, it's four dollars for one minute feature and you get the rest of all the other features free, apparently. So, um. Uh, that I'd, I'm personally fine with it, but I, I think uh, at least from what I'm hearing, a lot of people aren't as pleased with it. But I mean, free update. Well, some of the free update outside of that. And uh, that tips feature is pretty awesome. I hope more games do that. That at least on on paper, it looks like a pretty sounds like a pretty awesome uh, feature that will, uh, you know, help improve your game like kind of like I would like to where I don't want to know too much detail on what I did wrong. But I mean, just the basics on like, hey, uh, you did a crouching low. You should have did a crouching mid or something like that. I don't know. That's personally what I'd, pre- I'd prefer, which I think uh, the tips feature would be that nice median that kind of will give me that and also give me the encouragement of being better, or, you know, give me that positive reinforcement that like, hey, right there. You did a great job. That 10 hit combo you hit flawless. Do it again there, there, bud. Do it again there, champ. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Um, I guess let's stay in uh, fighting game news. Apparently there was an interview uh, recently with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Ed Boone. Uh, who, for those that don't know, is famous for uh, creating Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat IP overall. Um, he, uh, in an interview with, what is, I think it's a foreign, foreign interview. Let me, what is the old, uh, Brazil game show. Uh, they talked about uh, just some general questions. And I guess it uh, one particular one. Well, there's a few points that were touched on. I guess I'll co- cover a couple of those. Um, so uh, one of the bigger ones was that um, Mortal Kombat 11 was being viewed as uh, the end of the story, the Mortal Kombat story. But we all know how crazy it sells that that would not be the last so they say apparently um it's technically the the end of the mortal Kombat story um 
but more games are still more characters are still coming to the game. And then there's apparently a big surprise in 2020. Uh, so whatever that means, um, I'm not sure what that would actually mean. Maybe just a, just a big surprise probably would be if I could guess and considering uh previous, previous history in regards to the Mortal Kombat IP, probably all, all characters coming back, probably going to be on like maybe some smash smash ultimate levels of, um, I don't know, smash level smash ultimate levels of like a ridiculous, insane amount of a roster of characters coming back. Like everybody, everyone's here. Everyone's going to rip your head off or something like, I don't know. They'll maybe do like a smash satire and like do their, their mortal Kombat ultra violent spin on it or something. That'd be kind of cool. I'd be down for that. That's at least what I would suspect. I don't, I'm obviously they did say that there's going to be new combat combat packs. So I guess maybe if that isn't the case, then it, then maybe that will probably be a second runner up. Um, and I guess the third would probably be maybe mortal Kombat Shaolin monks two. And if you have not played that game, you should, you should, you should fix that and play it because it's great. Get you a Xbox or a PS2, get that game for either or and play it. Hopefully with a friend, um, cause it's great. Fantastic. It is great all, all around. I'm serious. Uh, that would be freaking awesome. I did probably, I would want that the most out of the three, at least my suspicions, but who knows? Who knows? I think he also said something along the lines of he'd like to have a street fighter character guest star in Mortal Kombat, or at least that they were considering it. Um, yeah. I don't think he picked any character though, but yeah, I thought that was pretty fascinating. That was a, a big hint at to something that might come to be. So at least uh, in retrospect, we'll we'll see. Oh, that's what he was Ed was hitting at. And you know, Ed is good as hit, good at hitting that stuff. I think he hit it at Rain, the Rain character coming back somehow or something like that too. Uh, you know, using a Prince reference and you know, on Twitter the other day, Ed Boone is a fool, man. He be he be trolling so good, and I, I respect it on so many levels. Ed Boone is the king of tease and trolls. You heard it here first, guys. Jim. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, Resident Evil Five and Six uh, will each include a patch at launch uh, that will include gyroscope, gyroscope, gyroscopic, and motion controls. So, but what about four though? That's probably like my biggest thing probably the game that deserves it the most and that people will play most over these. You don't have that. What is what, 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 what's up with that Capcom? I'm just saying, uh, hopefully 
Capcom hears us and will add that support to the uh, Resident Evil 4 port as well. But only time will tell. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, they could just use somewhat maybe they have pretty much the foundation to some extent from the Wii version of Resident Evil 4, which was fantastic. Fantastic. Broken, but fantastic either way. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's some some really uh really filthy going on here that like, you know, uh, yeah, you can buy the, the gyroscopic aim DLC for like 20 bucks if you really want it or something like that. Cause they know we want, we do want it, but then just gonna dangle it in front of our faces, uh, behind a price wall or something. That's the pessimist in me, but I would hope that maybe it's just taking longer for them to implement or, you know, get out there. But I don't even know at this point, man. You know, it would be cool, though. They announced Leon as a Smash character and in line with that uh, as a cross promotion type thing. You know what, guys? <laughs> the same guy. He just keep coming to every damn press conference. You know what, guys? We've heard you. OK. Come December 7th. You guys will get gyroscopic controls and motion control support. It's like, oh, thank you. And Leon Kennedy is coming to smash right now. I'm like, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Capcom, you my graces now. You my graces now. Something like that. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, cool stuff. But yeah, that's just like a, it just seems like a big, like ominous middle finger to the, the biggest, most apparent, um, game. Uh, I think Resident Evil six sold the most technically out of four five and six. I want to say. Um, at least initial sales, like when they released, but still, I mean, from a critical standpoint, obviously everybody, I think from a consensual standpoint likes for the most, and it's just weird five and six, but not four. I don't get why and you would think the same architecture is there. That just doesn't, that is, that's just some of the weird random just confusing stuff Capcom has been doing. I mean, not lately, fortunately, but you know, like the paid DLC on the disc stuff. And this is why, why not put four in there? I don't think it's that difficult to do that. It does not seem like it would. (laughs) Just a simple patch that you could do just like you're doing five and six. I don't, I don't really get that. Hopefully there's maybe some apparent reason that we don't know that why that wouldn't be able to happen, or at least for now it couldn't happen, or maybe they're just holding it for a while to to do it or something. I don't know, man. That is such a weird choice. I don't get that. (sighs) But I digress. Um, Also uh, for Halo Reach, 
I believe they revealed some details uh, about how PC crossplay and cross progression is going to work. So this is basically when um, the Master Chief Collection, I believe when the Master Chief Collection comes out on PC as well as when Halo Reach comes out for both Xbox and PC because it's currently in still in flight right now. Uh, I got a beta, um, a beta code to try out the PC version, which I'm very, very fascinated to try out. Actually, just to play playing Halo on a PC is just going to feel so weird. Knowing, I mean, because I'm always primarily a controller player, but just to play a Halo game on a keyboard and mouse just feels so foreign to me. Some games I'm first person first person shooters I'm familiar with playing like uh, what is it Counter Strike you know Overwatch to some extent even though I play I think I do more on console than I do on PC but still I can fathom that but like Halo on PC it's just hard to fathom for some reason I don't know why it probably solidify after I play a couple games and whatnot. So, but, um, some interesting details in terms of that. So I think I'll just go down the list what they have according to their blog. So for mission completion, uh, specifically the campaign. So if you completed the campaign, uh, it'll unlock for Xbox one Windows store and steam. Uh, if you hit a mid mission checkpoint in campaign, so let's say I'm playing uh, a mission or, you know, I'm playing a, a mission on, let's say Halo two, for example, and you know, I hit a mid mission checkpoint and then I stop and then I go maybe somewhere else and play on the PC version or the steam or windows store version. It would, you can't, you can't pick up the mid mission checkpoint, but I think for steam steam is self-contained and will not interact with Xbox or at windows store saves. So yeah, you pretty much can't pick up and go if you save mid mission or reach a mid mission checkpoint, which is fair and fine. I don't see a lot of people having an issue with that. Uh, then partial playlist completion. So playlists with playlists with partial mission progress are not represented between Steam and Xbox. E.g., one third missions completed. So yeah, so you if you start a playlist, you'd have to finish it on whatever respective platform you started it on. You can't start a playlist, pause it or stop it and then pick it up on another platform. Basically, that goes for all platforms. There's no exceptions there. That's fine. No issue there. I doubt people would really switch anyway. Since, you know, when you're about to do a playlist, you're pretty much going to be doing that for the long haul anyway. Playlist completion. Uh, Playlists with all missions completed are visible through the playlist menu with all missions completed. So this does um, cross progress. So pretty much on all respective platforms, it does. And mid mission, mid mission checkpoints, playlists. Um, yeah, again, not 
contained. So yeah, pretty much you can't trans start and then go to another platform basically there. That's fair. Leaderboards, career stats, medals, chess, achievements. I'm curious about my achievements. Achievements are shared across Xbox and Windows Store. Signing into the Steam title will automatically grant you Steam achievements match your Xbox Live profile's progress. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I love that. I think Destiny has that too. And I hope this becomes a trend. So like it'd be kind of cool. Like, you know, let's say I want to play on Xbox completely and you know, like, huh, you know what? Some of my friends are on PlayStation. All right, I'll go try out PlayStation, play with them. And then, you know, you just get all these, <laughs> all these toasts, uh, for, you know, achievement unlocked, achievement unlocked, achievement unlocked, achievement unlocked. Uh, it'll probably get annoying at a point, but at the same time fulfilling as well, just knowing all just, I guess the, validity of all your achievements successfully transferring over. I think that's probably the biggest cool factor of that, in my opinion, uh, account level rank progression, uh, will all be transferred across platforms. So leaderboards, career stats, metal chest achievements, and account level rank will all successfully transfer over, which I'm not, um, I don't know how I feel about account level and rank. I feel like that should somewhat be split kind of, uh, especially I'm pretty sure they probably have some way to, um, regulate controller versus keyboard and mouse to some extent. Um, cause I don't think that will give you an accurate representation of, you know, how one is on mouse and keyboard versus controller. But I mean, maybe it does. I don't know. I'm not sure they are, how they're going to kind of treat that. So for each customization unlocks, these are retained with the Xbox Live profile, but may need to be re-equipped on new platforms. Okay. I got scared there. They, seem like it wasn't going to be supported. So at least if you, you know, unlock the customization on a different platform, it will transfer over. But just at the caveat that you may need to re reequip it on a new platform you're playing on and as well for player ID unlocks. So that's uh meeting proper requirements to get the ID unlocks as well. That's fine. So yeah, all this is pretty much what I think anybody would want. I mean, it would be cool to have mid mission checkpoints and stuff, but that's, that's actually asking for a lot considering the, I guess the, um, significance of this whole project of bringing halo reach of all games as well. On top of that, um, implementing the PC in the ecosystem of the halo Chief collection with crossplay. That's that's pretty reasonable if you ask me. So I'm pretty satisfied with that. Uh, if it all comes to fruition. Um, yeah, so I guess they're giving you an update on some settings and additional options, all that good stuff. But that was like the biggest things I wanted to touch on. Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I have to give kudos to um three four three man. They they've been really doing a good job trying to, you know, fix what they broke in terms of the Master Chief collection or the you know, 
the whole debacle of the of it all together. Um, I think they've been doing a really good job of trying to, you know, clean up the trash and really refine the Master Chief Collection to be the game that it, I guess, technically should have been when it came out, which I can only respect that, you know, because it takes a lot to like, you know, try to fix something that was super broken for a lot of people. Me personally, I, I wasn't as affected as much. I was able to get into games. It did take longer than usual, but I was able to get into games reasonably uh, in a reasonable time. So, I mean, I don't know. But overall, good news on the Master Chief Collection. I'm, I'm hyped for it. Play Halo Reach again? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, I guess that's pretty much all of the news uh, I had to cover today. So, yeah. So I guess we'll get on to uh, gaming. Um, what have I been playing? Uh, well, a little game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Not to be confused with Call of Duty Modern Warfare that came out with like what like um 12 years ago um yeah so i mean played played through the whole campaign uh beat it it was roughly about it felt like six ish hours that's pretty much the same time frame as majority of the other call of duties so nothing unusual there but overall, I guess just to give my general impressions of it, uh, it's pretty good. I uh, definitely probably one of the best Call of Duty campaigns in a while. I mean, obviously, we didn't have um, Black Ops 4 uh, since it didn't include a uh, campaign there. And then before that was Call of Duty World War 2. It was pretty good. Um, it just the ended part. It did get to me. I ain't gonna lie. It had some sentimental stuff going on there. But um, as a whole, I don't remember much from it. So maybe that's just a testament of the campaign. Um, but this one seems to be definitely, you know, definitely is staying in line with the previous modern warfares and trying to, you know, push some buttons, uh, which seem to be somewhat unintentional. Uh, uh, to some degree, but, um, it's fine. It didn't bother me personally, but I can understand the controversy. So I guess I'll, I'll cover that first. Apparently there's a controversy for this one particular level that, um, brings a kind of tries to rewrite the history of what happened, uh, for this infamous history moment that uh previously already happened before technically the events of this game uh so the i guess the controversy comes from that pretty much i don't want to really want to spoil it but it was this particular moment that ultimately uh america us were responsible for but they switched it up and made it that so that russia was responsible for it basically which is weird but i mean it's like technically in canada it happened already so it's like i don't see why it would be so big of a deal for it to happen you know or 
I guess, insinuate that it would happen in a different way. But nonetheless, that is there. It didn't really bother me that much. I didn't even notice it until people were talking and fussing about it. So, I mean, I guess that kind of goes to show how much I really cared about it. But obviously, if you're from Russia, that you will probably, you know, it probably resonate with you more. But it didn't, at least for somebody that wasn't aware, it didn't seem to really hit home that aspect of it for that particular mission. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I, I didn't really get anything to me, but I totally understand, you know, the reason for controversy or, you know, uh, displeasement in, in that, you know, um, it definitely, uh, sticks to the modern warfare motif motif of trying to, you know, push those boundaries and, you know, do some really, um, risque stuff that, you know, would technically be expected or expected with modern war, but you know, you, you probably wouldn't think of initially. Um, but they do go there it's it, sometimes it, sometimes it makes sense some other other times it it just seems to be forced in some cases i kind of would have liked it to be more natural but i don't know i feel like it's really no way to kind of be natural about that what they what they touch on at least so yeah and then you know it definitely is a lot of uh you know references to the old uh old call of duty original call of duty uh where you know it seems to be a lot of <laughs> it seems like it seemed like almost a majority of the levels in the game were like huge inspirations for you know what you know what everybody really loved all gillied up from uh call of duty 4 let's just like Let's just like expand on that for like pretty much all of the the campaign. Uh, so, yeah. So there was like a fair amount of boards that were clearly inspired by uh, the all gillied up mission for sure. For certain. Um, mainly, it seemed to be like, you know, the guidance getting guided by uh, another character that knows his stuff or knows his way around, knows their way around the map more than you ever would. Um that was probably the biggest, I guess, kind of, uh, similarities I, I, I noticed with, um, this, this reboot compared to the original, uh, what else was it? Um, uh, I guess that really was the biggest that at least I noticed initially I'm trying to think if there was something else, not really. Yeah. So I guess I can't really say that much. Um, yeah, it's still, still walked a pretty original line while obviously paying respect to um the original and then there's a you know the ac 130 moment they kind of brought in there not trying to spoil too much that was towards the beginning of the game anyway um but at least the differences i definitely appreciated and liked with this game um specifically with what uh, what i for sure noticed was uh the environments are way more realistic now so like let's say you want to go go uh 
you know, in a lot of scenarios, you're actually going inside a house and you're going up the levels of houses and, you know, you're uh, clearing out and checking the rooms and stuff, which I don't really think you've ever really done in a modern warfare game uh, to the extent of this, where it's like a, you know, traditional uh, house, um, you know, family house that you go and check. Um, But, you know, like the other ones, you you never really did that necessarily. I, I felt there were, you know, occasional houses, sure, but you never really scanned them in like the traditional, you know, SWAT team, SWAT team like sense where, you know, you like check out the room clear, um, you know, and then seeing random folks pop up and then, you know, stuff like that, that uh, I think that's definitely what separated this from the older titles. And then in line with that the you totally felt like the corridors and the just the whole house it was realistic in the sense that everything was very cramped and close which uh, i think i know they touched on it in some interviews i i caught that you know you never actually notice it until until now that like the environments you go into are like really really spacious like if you go to like to if you compare a house in call of duty like four uh compared to one in uh in in this reboot it's like everything is super close and cramped and close together you have to wait for like uh captain price to move up in order to, to go up you can't go over them because it's no room to even do that so i thought that was pretty cool like it was kind of refreshing to uh it, it gave you more of a visceral feel uh, like being in action, being actually there with them than previous Call of Duty's where it just felt it, you had more space, which I guess they were saying was a reason to kind of um, an easier way to kind of program around uh, some of the faults of the characters that will take you out of the experience ultimately. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. That was uh, some stuff I really liked. And, you know, they touch on a lot of interesting stuff that they haven't necessarily touched before. I'm not going to spoil, but um, I did like a lot of the stuff they did touch on for sure. Um, It was just some interesting, fascinating new takes on, um, you know, things that have existed before, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, Um, the cutscenes, man, whoever did the cutscenes or the, you know, uh, the CG, uh, scenes, man, they need to get a damn raise paid more than what they got paid for that. Cause that was some phenomenal cutscenes. Uh, it, it, you, you really got a lot of moments where you thought like, man, is this realistic or not? Whenever you get to that point, I think that's always a good, uh, a good compliment to, to a CGI team of doing that where you can barely notice or it's hard to tell. Like, you know, if you drunk, uh, like your eyes are weird and watery, you just like, you can make that up to be real people. That's what I think you kind of did your job. I guess, obviously, if you can just it'd be all digital and they look realistic and you wouldn't know the difference. Sure. But I mean, I think that's I don't think we're there yet from a technological standpoint um, where that it, it could be that seamless. But I digress. Um. So, yeah, so campaign legit. I approve um, a thing of note is when you do complete the campaign, they, it seems like they encourage you to go into the spec ops mode, which is the co-op 
or dedicated co-op mode for, you know, the spec ops missions. Um, it's weird in the fact that not necessarily weird. They tell you, well, they show in cutscene that pretty much all this takes place after the main story and basically encourage you that there is like a, a still a lingering plot that needs to be resolved or whatever. Um, but man, that's probably one of my biggest gripes with the game personally is spec up specifically because it is ridiculously unnecessarily hard and it's not even like a fun encouraging hard. It's like a just frustrating and annoying hard where it's like it just seems to be just hard just just for the art of artificial fact of it and not any substantial reasoning. It just felt like we're just going to make this hard just to prolong the game time or just prolong the time people are going to play this mode since nobody's going to play it after they beat it or something like that. That's the impression I got for sure. And at least they have matchmaking, but it's like, I don't know. It seems like you won't even stand a chance if you don't like rally up some people that you know to play, play it because otherwise it's like, the the game is too hard for you to even like properly coordinate stuff. Um, and then if somebody quits, that's another annoying thing. It seems like if one person out of the four people, which I believe that is the max one person out of the four people quits, you quit the mission altogether. So let's say we're playing. Um, and I think there are certain phases of each, um, operation, I believe they call it. I think there's two different sets of missions, but the one we're playing were operations. So if you play operations and, uh, there's a, like particular phases or checkpoints, if you will, I think. And then let's say, you know, we got to one particular checkpoint, almost about to beat the game and we all die. Uh, it will ask you if you want to try again. And I think it seems like if somebody, one of the four doesn't refuse to try again, then it fails the mission for everybody. And then you have to start over again. So uh, it could possibly be that the host, if the host does it, that that's what causes it. But it doesn't seem like that. So um, that's definitely a big thing that I hope they patch soon or give us a difficulty slider or something. It just seemed like they just give you a base difficulty and expect you to be good at it. And it, I mean, even for somebody not as versed in games as myself, like some, you know, normal Joe that doesn't play games too much, but you know, call of duty is their go-to game. It just seems like that is is going to definitely discourage them and off put them from ever playing this mode for sure. Cause it sure did do that to me until like they make a legitimate patch that fixes a lot of that. And then on top of that, you get like just from just kind of going back to the annoying and just unfun, difficult AI is that they infinitely spawn. So it's like you don't, you barely get any breathing room to even do what you are trying to do. I mean, at certain points they don't spawn, but then they trigger 
And then after they trigger at a certain point, they just keep spawning infinitely until you do said objective. But you most of the time with the set objective, you have to be defending somebody or defending something where you barely have any cover and you get people you're getting shot and getting down and like like two, three hits if you lucky. And it just it just makes for a very annoying, irritating, just horrible unenjoyable experience for me personally specifically for the spec house mode or operations um, i guess i'm somewhat unclear on that but i think the mode is the the mode i was playing is the suggested or it seems like the suggested from the single player game route you want to do after to kind of tie up the loose story and that was kind of left after beating the single player campaign so uh it is just man I hope they patched that. I hope that's just a known issue or maybe it was like, you know, something on the priority list. Like, you know what? We'll let that slip and we'll just, you know, fix it later or something. I'm hoping because that needs some work. It it needs some work because, uh, yeah, especially it's not fun to do by yourself, at least especially you're just trying to match up with some randos. I mean, you'll of course you get some good communication going on with some of the randos but yeah just it's too damn hard and then it's just like the nature of what you're doing in a lot of cases are very just unfun they just set you up to get killed anyway because you're just having to defend this particular point for a certain amount of time while doing something else while having to be forced to stay in that same spot which, you know, limits your cover options. And then on top of that, you're just getting a lot of infinite enemies spawning towards you, not to mention like juggernauts that uh, can take you down way quicker on top of the already two, three hits that can take you down by random enemies. It is a mess. It is a mess. So I'm sorry. I'm speaking from a clearly I'm venting right now, but I, uh, it was very frustrating uh, personally. And, you know, probably honestly, well, no, it was a multiple, multiple, um, multiple, multiple incentives for me to try and beat it. One was just like, you know, to kind of resolve whatever remaining story plot they had to see how that, how that kind of paid off. Maybe it would have paid off in a cool way. And then also you unlock a couple of the, uh, operator characters for multiplayer. And for those that don't know, um, it seems like Call of Duty is now going towards um, giving you more unique characters now instead of like, you know, create your own character or just some random character that you can't choose or pick from. Now you can get uh, personalized uh, characters that, you know, have some personality to themselves. Seems to hint at probably some, you know, known characters coming as DLC. You have to maybe earn or get somehow, which is cool. I'd be fine with that. But some of them are locked by doing particular requirements uh, in terms of the multiplayer. So like if I want this one guy, they say I have to complete this particular operation. If I want this one girl, I have to do like play like 15 matches of gun game or uh, I forgot. I think it's called gunfight, the 2v2, new 2v2 mode. So yeah, it's... um. 
I don't know. That's just my main gripe with the game currently is uh, I'd like to play that mode and kind of get that fulfillment of completing and uh, resolving that storyline, even though it's, it seems somewhat very minute and probably is not going to have any type of payoff than what I'm making it to be. But it still would have been nice to reasonably complete it or give me the option to do a lower difficulty option to beat it. It just uh, it's just insanely, ridiculously hard at this time. And it's unfortunate because that's something that seems like it clearly could have been avoided. But it seems like it was a conscious uh, design decision for them to put that in there and just let us all writhe in pain as we try to figure it out and beat it multiple times and spend in turn, spend more times than we spend more time than we should playing that to try to beat it. Then I feel like is enjoyable at the end of the day. So yeah, so <laughs> I went in. I'm sorry. I had to because that that it it pissed me off because it was just so frustrating that it's like how did this even get past like the team to send that out um specifically for that mode. Uh for multiplayer, it's a totally different story. I'm uh level 32 30 excuse me level 32 to 5 i think and um thoroughly enjoying the multiplayer um a lot of great things they're doing uh to try to switch it up um i'm liking a lot of the callbacks to some of the previous call of duties um what stands out so i guess to touch on a few um they brought specialists back from call it uh, modern warfare three, which is basically a cool perk where you basically can sacrifice traditional kill streaks with the ability to actually earn, um, perks, gradual perks where you can eventually earn all the perks and be like some beefed up killer machine, which I thought was pretty cool and fun. Um, you can do that now. I think I forgot what level you get. I think I got it at level 30. Um, I thought that was pretty cool to kind of switch things up or if you're just like sucking at trying to get getting kill streaks sometimes, that's pretty cool to kind of mess with uh, when you need kind of like a morale boost to some extent. Then there was um, um, one of the perks. There's Hardline, of course, coming back, which is that's been a lot of Call of Duties, actually, at least the the Infinity War ones where, you know, uh, kill streaks cost one one kill less. And that's the thing, too. I guess apparently in this one, kill streaks are. You I think it depends on the game mode or it's some other perk you can get, but it seems like you can now differentiate between kill streaks and score streaks. <laughs> At least what I thought, um, you have the traditional kill streaks and they transfer. Um, well, well, I guess that was the thing. Uh, since Modern Warfare 2, I believe, they went away from the kill streaks and changed it to score streaks. So you're encouraged to not camp all the time and whoa. I'm not, ugh, you know what? I have to address it. That's probably the biggest like annoyance so far I've noticed in this game. 
Oh, it's just it's Camp City in this game. And I mean, even more so than like traditional Call of Duty, like most games, you occasionally get a camper here and there, but it's like, OK, it's fine. And then the map layout generally doesn't favor campers anyway. So that's why most people don't do it in, in at least the previous Call of Duty games for the most part. But like this one, it just seems to be highly encouraged in a lot of instances. And especially now that there is, um, whatchamacallit, there's um, footsteps are way more emphasized now, like like akin to the original Call of uh, Modern Warfare um, 1 and 2, where, you know, like if you had a headset, it was a game over. You pretty much had an advantage if for, especially for somebody who did it because you you can hear them footsteps cleanly, um, which is also just great sound design in general. I, I think that's pretty cool, uh, but it's uh, it, 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 it's hard because it's like you're cognizant of people in their footsteps. But then at the same time, it's like now, nah, wow, man, I'm a son. I sound really loud now. So I find myself crouching a lot more and trying to conceal myself more. Um, and that, that was kind of a weird choice that now deadly silence is not a traditional perk anymore, but it is a, I forgot what the term they call it is a specialist upgrade. And that's basically kind of, I like to think of it as a special or a, you know, alt where basically you get a particular ability, um, that, you know, recharges on a timer um, or a cooldown in every every match. Um, and then depending on which one you get, some are slower to regenerate and recharge and some are faster to regenerate or charge. And uh, Deadly Silence is one of them. They're stopping power, which I don't know. Stopping power just doesn't seem to be stopping power anymore. It just seems to be very nerfed. And like, um, I guess it's a testament to the game balance in that, like, you know, I could shoot somebody with stopping power and still get my ass whooped, uh, you know, um, kind of in contrast to the original call of duties where you had that. And it was way more, way more, uh, clean cut, you know? Um, but then again, and that, that's what made stopping power dominant and like mandatory as a, as a pickup or, you know, perk in a lot of classes. So kind of a trade-off, but I just found that weird. Maybe just my, I didn't get my guns up to the highest level, but, um, yeah, so there is that. Um, but yeah, it's weird that deadly silence is, uh, this, this cool time cooldown perk. I guess the good side is that whenever you do get a kill while you're in deadly silence, it'll recharge that, that, um, recharge that uh that cooldown so it won't go out if you can keep chaining kills which is pretty cool it seems like you go quicker as well and, uh, at least from what it felt like that like my general walking speed and running speed were way faster so that's like been my go-to now because i feel like that gives me way the most advantages out of all the specialist items that you get i think there is ammo uh deployable cover uh, the stopping power and at least the one I had. So I'm not quite sure what are the other options outside of that though. So, but yeah, outside of that, um, 
trying to think of anything else significant. Well, I've they they have now the big emphasis on guns and attachments called the gunsmith system where you can get like a ridiculous amount of attachments and, you know, modifications for all of the guns. Uh, I think with the exception of like launchers, I think that's the launchers and knives are like the only things I think you can't modify. But for the guns you can modify, um, it's pretty in depth, man, and it's crazy. I respect it. Definitely. You can, you know, have different types of suppressors. Um, you actually have perks for the guns. So that kind of, I guess, you know, adds a different dynamic there. Um, types of ammo, like you get a higher ammo capacity, um, stocks, uh, pretty much everything that you could think of is pretty much covered there. Laser sights. So, the guns go super high in level now. Like I think the max level for each weapon is like 55 and that's for each weapon, mind you. So, you know, each weapon has their own XP where you have to earn, you know, when you get to a certain XP level, you'll unlock an attachment, so on and so forth. Um, in conjunction with, uh, camouflages also. So that's been cool. Uh, I think that adds a really cool, unique depth to the game that it may have that uh, kind of freshens it up for sure. Um, and then you can also, you know, when you are really confident in this build you have of a gun, you can save it as a type. So you don't have to go, you know, hassle and try to create what you thought. Like, uh, I was really murking everybody with this gun setup. I'm not sure how I did it. So you can't save it and refer back to it. If you know, um, make a new loadout and want to trade it for that. So a lot of it is pretty fascinating and it's keeping me invested. Um, but yeah, I think the, probably the biggest, biggest gripe with multiplayer is the map selection. It is fine, but some of the maps or just their general layout, it does seem to um, just encourage camping more than anything, which is unfortunate. I don't personally think that's what Call of Duty is all about. Personally, I like the, you know, traditionally running gun, which I would assume most people like to do um, in a Call of Duty game. But it just seems to be way too many points of of encouraged camping and um, yeah, just posting up and camping, which I don't personally like. Cause like every time you're running and going and trying to look for people, you get capped by somebody just camping, waiting. And that's all you see in their kill cam. It's like 10 seconds of just standing there and waiting, which personally I don't really get or understand why people do it. It's like, what is the fun in that? just waiting for somebody to come and shooting them. There's no skill apparent, obviously. And it's like no really genuine fulfillment for doing that. I feel, which is why I never do it. I guess maybe the only exception that I'm at least trying to come to terms with now is, um, a, uh, battle Royale games where it's like for most, for the most part, if you really want to last the final rounds, your best chances of doing that is camping. Uh, because you know, the odds are definitely greater when you're in a firefight. Cause it's, if you kill the one person, you will have notified everybody of your position generally. And most people are in a better position than you, uh, because they know where you are and you don't know where they are. And then they'll be able to shoot you dead and you're dead. So it's like, well, what do I do now? 
but yeah um and then yeah just the map selection some of the maps were kind of atrocious uh that euphrates bridge is pretty trash in terms of just it just it just is let's just have our snipers out and hope for the best <laughs> that's 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 what that really should be called that map in particular some of the some of the highlights are really cool i forgot what the one map was called gun runners something uh, I like the layout of the map. The graphics obviously are great, fantastic, especially for the multiplayer component as well. Um, but yeah, just the map selection, they could have been way better uh, in terms of just the general design and layout. And they just seem seem to encourage camping way more than I like personally. But um, some cool aspects, you know, the door system now makes you feel like a, like a, like a asshole. Like I'm just, who I'm gonna just stamp the uh, freaking bash this door in who wants some, you know, uh, one thing I hope they really patch in that I haven't really noticed is like, ah, it just seems like a given. Like if you run to a door and bash it in, you should be able to knock over the person on the opposite side. That would be pretty cool. They'd be disoriented, like, you know, the same effects as a stun grenade and give you a clear advantage and would, you know, um, kind of encourage people not to stand by the door. So I hope that comes in a patch at some point or, you know, maybe there that's one intentional thing they're leaving out for the modern warfare too. Since that's another factor too, that apparently the game did like the best in out of all the recent Call of Duties this generation, I believe it topped it topped um, Black Ops Four, which I think that was the the at least previous leading one. I want to say, um, so that's a good sign that you know they're more than likely gonna make another one, and you know. No spoilers, but the single player campaign campaign definitely hints, uh, blatantly hints at another one, um, too. So they do have all the makings for a modern warfare too. I guess they can kind of go away with the convention or confusion of the reboot confusion because it'll more than likely be on the next platforms. Um, even though there might be some, probably some cross gen play there. Uh, no, by the time it comes out, we will have been, if it, if it's still the expected um, release cycle, probably two, three years from now. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably be legitimately exclusive on the next gen consoles, too. So, yeah. So, yeah, those are at least my initial impressions of Modern Warfare 2. I'm, I'm still playing it. I'll definitely want to. Uh, well, I guess you can't even. That's another th- thing, too, that you can't prestige. I don't think you can prestige anymore. I haven't obviously found that out yet, so I haven't gotten to that point. But there is that uh, factor. So awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. That's pretty much been been occupying my gaming time as of late. Uh, been wanting to get into uh, the Outer Worlds. Um, I played the hell out of um. Fallout New Vegas. I know those are the same people that made that or they originally made the original, original fallouts, um, too. So, uh, yeah, I definitely plan to fix that at some point. At least my plan is to at least, uh, max out my, uh, get to 55, I think, or the cap level cap in call of duty. And then, uh, I plan to dive into, um, outer worlds, uh, hopefully get that done before 
before Death Stranding comes out because uh, I see myself going to be playing that well into the next year, probably, depending on how good it is. I don't know. We'll see. It's been very quiet. It's been this weird, like, uh, what to talk about it? I can't. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say. Mm. I was like, is it good or is it bad? I can't say until the embargo, embargo is out, you know, so very fascinated to hear uh, a lot of other folks thoughts on the game when that does come out. So, uh, yeah, so I think that will do it for this Halloween uh, episode of Switches Sites. It wasn't really that spooky. I'm sorry. Um, it just coincidentally fell on Halloween and I just went with it. Uh, I guess that's the that's the spookiness you're going to get. I'll give it to you one more time. Is that good? I don't. Is that scary? I don't. Are you terrified? Are you peeing your pants? Or I don't know. What do you want from me? All right. Um. Yeah. So, um, if you're listening to this on your uh favorite traditional podcast platforms, uh, feel free to like, um, provide feedback, subscribe, um put a thumb on it, uh, ring a bell. I'm getting confused with all other types of other platforms, but because I'm on so many other platforms, it's hard to keep track, but whatever respective platform you're, uh, listening to this or watching this on, uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you provide your constructive feedback or like rate and subscribe and all that good stuff. I would appreciate it very much so in my efforts of uh, putting in this consistent work on trying to get this podcast off the ground and in a legitimate, I don't know, just a, just a thing, you know, kind of a, kind of an ongoing thing. I kind of like this podcast cause like it, uh, it's kind of an outlet in terms of, you know, therapy and reflection that I could, you know, kind of refer back to, like years from now in terms like, man, that was a crazy ass year. Wasn't it? You know, like let's, let's, let's see, (laughs) see what my mindset was like at that time, you know, which I, I kind of find fascinating personally. That's been a, honestly a big encouragement to me, uh, keeping this podcast going, um, in that respect for sure. So, um, also you can catch this podcast live on Thursdays, on Twitch TV slash a switch where I do stream this regularly every week on top of uh, various other games. Who knows? I may may be feeling good about playing Call of Duty uh, streams of Call of Duty. We who 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 we who we who we know. <laughs> we, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe um, we'll see if I feel like I'm I'm hot. I might. Who knows? Um, then you can also catch, uh, soon catch this podcast in video form, at least from an archival standpoint on uh, youtube.com slash a switch as well. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show that would eventually get read on the show, uh, feel free to submit your questions at a switch TV at gmail.com. 
Uh, if I get enough, I will uh, start dedicating a segment to uh, questions uh, to answer. And, you know, I don't know. Answer them. I don't, that, that's what you do with questions, don't you? I don't, I don't know. I'm getting very defensive on that, but you get it. You picking up what I'm putting down, right? I'm putting the cheese in a box. You got to pick it up and put it in the oven, right? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, well, uh, until next time, guys. Uh, also, uh, enjoy enjoy your uh, Halloween. Uh, it's probably over by the time this came out, but uh, I hope you scared your kids. Um, keep on the lookout for me. Uh, I'll scare your kids, too. I'm, I'm right after this podcast. I'm about to be uh, strolling the streets, scaring them kids. Ah, I'm a black man. Ah, you ain't never seen me before, huh? In this neighborhood? Ah, gotcha. I don't, that's the best I got. I can't, can't do anything else. But, you know, the sad part is just, just, just my presence alone probably will scare them, you know? I, I don't mean to get deep like that, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty sovereign note to end it. I, I, I don't want to end it on sovereign note, but you know what? Hey, it's going to happen. You put the cheese in the box, you're going to get chicken, right? That's what they say. That's the, that's a slogan somewhere. Some, some weird restaurant. <sighs> okay. I'm just around with this point. <laughs> uh, until next time, guys. Nobody's safe.